Good morning and happy Monday, listeners. We hope you all got the chance to get outside and relax a little bit over the weekend, but the time for rest is officially over, sadly, because we've got another big week ahead, ladies and gentlemen, so let's get after it. This is your co-host, Darian Phillips, and I am joined by Simran Sandu, and you are listening to today's episode of The 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by Up5 Media. Today's episode includes a significant amount of coronavirus-related topics, as well as an outlook on what to expect from the private sector this week. But before we get there, let's kick things off with some talk on what to expect from markets this week. So what do you got for us, Simi? Well, Darian, for the most part, equities have done very well, and a lot of that is due to the fact that the Federal Reserve has provided stimulus as needed. Now, that being said, investors are still flying in the dark, and we could be seeing the implications of that this week as futures for all major U.S. indexes are down. But there is one specific company that I want to bring up right now, and that's Tesla. Three days ago, Elon Musk tweeted that in his opinion, Tesla's stock price is too high, and as a result, the company lost $14 billion in market value. And on top of the fact that earnings reports have caused so much uncertainty recently, investors are now grappling with the rather gloomy news that the World Health Organization reported last Friday. In particular here, what I'm talking about is the WHO released data showing that last Friday was the deadliest day for coronavirus patients with more than 2,900 deaths in total. And the timing of this event is what's particularly concerning, listeners. Given that states across the country have begun the reopening process, investors are now worried that this may have been a premature move and are unsure about how social distancing guidelines will be enforced in the coming weeks. Yeah, and there might be another problem that we're facing as we talk about social distancing. The U.S. has been importing a significant amount of N95 style masks, but roughly 60% of them do not meet U.S. certification standards, which puts a lot of frontline workers at risk, according to the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. Well, the good news is Gilead, which we've been hearing quite a bit about recently, has announced that they donated their entire supply of their drug remdesivir and plan to have it available for coronavirus patients toward the beginning of this week. The company also said that they have begun to work with the government to determine which cities are most vulnerable and where the most patients in need of this medicine are. And Gilead isn't the only healthcare company making splashes right now. Roche, which is one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world, has just won FDA approval for its antibody test and can now be put to action for emergency use. The company has even claimed that their test has proved to be 100% accurate in detecting COVID-19 antibodies in the blood. And on a similar note, listeners, researchers have also been exploring whether a common blood plasma product used in treating immune system disorders could also be effective in coronavirus patients. The goal here is to mitigate an out-of-control immune response that seems to cause most of the deaths by transferring antibodies from plasma donors to those that are infected. Hmm, that could prove to be really interesting, but let's take a moment and switch gears here. The Pentagon and Treasury have $17 billion to lend to companies that are crucial to national security and need the money due to COVID-19. However, they haven't received much interest yet, and while Boeing would usually be considered as a potential candidate for this loan, they've actually just secured $25 billion from private investors. Well, we might see a spike in interest for access to that fund here soon, especially since we've got another huge week of earnings ahead, listeners. At this point, we've heard from more than half of the S&P 500, and it seems like the majority of them have been in the tech industry. But this week, we'll get the chance to hear from various companies in the energy and healthcare industries, as well as Disney, Tyson, and CVS. So stay tuned, listeners.
And famed American investor Warren Buffett said that he has sold all of his positions in airline companies, but Berkshire Hathaway is still flush with cash as it has $137 billion available for use. I imagine we'll be seeing that put to use soon as Mr. Buffett is still optimistic about American companies being able to overcome the uncertainty stemming from the virus. And as promised, we've got a few quick political notes that we want to touch on before we head out. First, Kim Jong-un was seen at a fertilizer factory on Friday, which means the hysteria surrounding his disappearance should begin to dissipate here soon. Second, Joe Biden publicly denied the sexual assault allegations made by Tara Reid. And finally, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said he has seen, quote unquote, enormous evidence that the novel coronavirus originated in a laboratory in Wuhan. However, there was no concrete evidence evidence that supported this claim. Well, it sounds like it was a productive weekend to say the least. And let's try to keep that energy going as we start the week. And that begins by making sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy this beautiful morning, folks. And we look forward to seeing you bright and early Tuesday morning on our journey to redefine how you experience news. 